with God. Can I say we need the fan of God's truth to blow in the area of salvation? Now, I'm not coming this morning to make you doubt your salvation. If mentioning being saved causes you to wonder not whether or not you're saved, you're probably not saved. I'm not, I, and you know what? It's, it, what it comes down to, it, it's the truth of the Word of God that will show us whether or not we've ever truly been born again. Let me ask you this question. Have you ever really been saved? Part of the deception of the last days is this. Paul said they would have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. Uh, In Matthew chapter number 7 and verse number 22, look what the Bible said there. Just a couple of pages over. Matthew chapter number 7 and verse number 22. uh, The Bible said there, uh, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name cast out devils? Uh, And in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. You see, you can have religion. You can tow the King James Bible. You can go to Sunday school. But when the man with the fan in his hand shows up and starts to blow on your life, the only thing that's really going to count is whether or not you've got a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We need that man with the fan to expose it. I don't know, maybe some of you didn't pick up on it last Sunday when Miss, uh, when Miss Tara testified about getting saved. Uh, Tara and Colton, they've been coming here quite some time now, and she's involved in doing things and comes from a great family. But you know, a few weeks ago in revival, the man with the fan in his hand started to blow. And you know what she did? She did the smart thing. When Colton called me that evening and he told me that she'd gotten saved in that revival service, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought, huh, what? I ain't so sure about all that. Uh, maybe, maybe she just got worked up emotionally. This is just, I'm just telling you what Bradley was thinking. <laughs> maybe she just got, I, I mean, I know her and she's a great guy. She's a great person and she got a good testimony and maybe she just got worked up emotionally or something. But you know what? I started standing on this message and hear what God said to my heart. He said, it ain't up to you whether or not Tara or anybody else was ever saved. That's my business, amen. And that's personal between me and that person. And when I show up with a fan and start to blow and everything, they look around and they go, everything's gone. I've got nothing left. I have no relationship with God. I've never been washed in the blood. Then it's the right thing for them to do. I'd head out to an altar and say, God, I don't want to die lost. I'm here to tell you, we need the man with the fan. How to blow on our salvation experiences and see whether or not it's real. And see whether or not what we've got is genuine. You can be religious, but lost. Ask Judas. Judas was probably the most religious of the whole band. He was the, he was the accountant. He was the bag holder. And I began to think about this. Those other men were with Judas all the time. And yet, Brother Marvin, at the end, at the, at the, at the, uh, at the Last Supper, they said, who is it that will betray you? They, wouldn't, they didn't know it was going to be Judas. They didn't. Apparently, Judas lived good enough that they never suspected him. 
they, 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 you'd have thought that one of them would have said, oh, I seen that coming. I, I knew that Judas wasn't right, but apparently Judas had lived a real good life. I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of people who lives a real good life. And I don't know why I'm stuck here, but I'm preaching. There's a lot of people who lives a real good life, but living a real good life won't get you to heaven when you die. Being a preacher won't get you to heaven when you die. My friend, it takes a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what it takes. And I'm going to tell you, when the man with the fan shows up, all that chaff's going to go. Do you really think you'll stand before God one day and say, God, I was faithful to church? Do you really think you'll stand before God one day and say, God, I carried my Bible. God, I went to revival services. God, I was in the youth group. God, I sung gospel music. Do you really think that God's going to look at you and go, oh, well, I didn't know all that. I didn't realize you did all those things. Oh, come on into heaven. I'm going to tell you something. He's going to tell them just like he said there in Matthew 7. He's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. Ye that were and iniquity. I'm here to tell you today, I, I believe there's a lot of people in the Baptist churches sitting on the church pew I, and they've got the religious act down. I, hey, they've got everything down pat. They know how to act the act, talk the talk I, and even walk the walk. I, but down deep on the inside I, they never had been born again. I, they never had been saved. I, and what they need is the man with the fan to show up I, and blow on their life I, and reveal what What's missing and what they need is to be saved by the grace of God. I'm going to tell you something. You listen to me. I've pastored this church for over 20 years. But if I thought for an instance this morning that I might be lost, I'd get in this altar. I wouldn't even finish preaching. Because I'd be afraid the Lord would come and leave me here. I'm just saying to you today, I, we need that man with the fan. John said, look, when the man with the fan shows up and goes to blowing... What's left? What's left of your salvation experience? Can I ask you something? And I don't know why God laid this on my heart, but I want to say it right here. Is your salvation experience based on what somebody's told you? You know, I've dealt with people over the years that have said this. Well, mama always told me that I was saved. Is that? I mean, really, when it gets right down to it, is that what you've got? Or you're, you're gambling eternity on something mama said. You say, well, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think. What about when the man with the fan shows up? He blows away all the chaff. We need that man with the fan, Brother Billy, to blow away the chaff on our salvation experiences. Second. We need that man with a fan to show up and blow away the chaff when it comes to our sanctifications. <laughs> what are you talking about, preacher? Well, we, I'm not going to say y'all, I'll say we have gotten real good at acting the part. First Thessalonians chapter number four and verse three, turn there with me. I want you to look at it with your own eyeballs. I ain't wrote none of my scripture down today because I want you to see it in the Bible. First Thessalonians chapter number three and verse three. Are you there? 
Verse 3 says, stand by. Sorry. Verse chapter 4, verse 3. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication. Look at verse 4. That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. Paul said, I wrote you a whole book that you might know how to live right. But sometimes, Brother Marvin, our living right is only fluff. A sometimes that you only act like you live right. But your heart's got a problem. And what we need is the man with the fan to show up and blow off the fluff and say, here's the problem, right? Oh, I need that sometimes. Listen to me, Christian friend. I need God to show up and blow me and say, right, here's the problem. Neil and I are standing on the porch this morning. We was talking about Sunday school. We was talking about spirituality or the lack of. And uh, he was telling me about what he sees about spirituality. And I see it. I see it. The church as a whole is not as spiritual. Humanity, it's like, it's like it lost its spiritual. And uh, I was thinking about that. And I came in this morning and I walked in the office and I was looking at today's message and trying to get ready to preach. <laughs> and boy, God done something that he always does. You know what he did? He turned the flashlight on me. He said, well, son, uh, how spiritual are you? And the man with the fan started fanning. And he said, you hadn't all the fuss about other people not being spiritual if you ain't spiritual. Oh, my. I said, oh, me, Lord. He said, be the change you want to be. If you want people to shout, shout. If you want people to cry, cry. If you want to be, if you want spirituality, be spiritual, son. Don't look at everybody. He started blowing that fan, blowing that fan. And you know, really, when it comes down to it, I'm the only one that I can control. I'm it. I can't make these kids be spiritual. I can't make these families be spiritual. But what I can do is determine that I'm going to be spiritual. And guess what? If enough of us will determine I'm going to be spiritual, then we'll be spiritual, bless the Lord. But that will never happen until the man with the fan shows up and says, What happened to your joy, honey? What happened to your shout? What happened to your testimony? How come you ain't crying? Hey, is God dead? God died and I missed his funeral? Some of y'all act like he is. I act like it sometimes. See, when the man, that's the kind of thing that when the man with the fan starts showing up, Brother Billy, and blowing on her line, he says, how come you're not spiritual? Where's your spirituality at? How come you don't have a song on your heart anymore? How come you're all discouraged? How come you're all down in hell? Hey, I kind of feel like David when he said, why my soul are thou disquieted within me? He looked at David, looked at himself, and he said, what is wrong with me? Why have I hung my harp on the willow? Why can't I sing the songs of Zion? Why ain't God 
stirring in my heart again. Oh, that's the kind of thing that the man with a fan will start to expose in your life. You used to have a shout. You used to have a song. You used to have joy. But anymore, it's just a humdrum, everyday ordeal. God said that he's going to fan that chaff away. What happened to it? What happened to your excitement? I'm just preaching now. I got, I was sitting right there just a minute ago, getting ready to get up and preach. And the Lord started opening my mind and my heart through the Holy Ghost to some things that he wanted me to deal with. And I said, Lord, you'll have to give me the boldness. I said, Lord, give me the boldness. And I'll deal. I'll deal. I'm going to tell you something. We need to quit thinking about what this one did or what that one said or what this one's going through or that, how this one's not spiritual or how that one's a fake or how this one's a phony. And we need to just look at the mirror and go, what about me? And we need to say, Lord, you know what David said? You say, I just ain't feeling it, preacher. Can I just talk to you from my heart? You say, I just ain't feeling it, preacher. You know what David said? David said, search me, O God. Search me, Lord. In other words, David said, God, I'm inviting you to bring your fan and blow on my life and blow out the chaff. You come in and look, Lord. You come in and see. I've got a problem. You come in and look at it, Lord. 